Five ways. Number one, directly, I will list them and then we'll talk about them a little bit later. Number one, he directly invites towards haram. You know it's haram, but shaitan will invite you towards it. He'll say, come do this. Second thing is, he makes the haram seem to be trivial, small. It's okay, small thing, not serious. Number three, and he'll say, you know, Allah will forgive, don't worry. Number three, he invites towards wasting of time. Now, we don't take wasting of time seriously, right? But it's a very, very serious matter. He invites towards wasting of time. Number four, he advises you, this I mentioned before also, he advises you to do something of less value compared to something of more value. And finally, he makes haram look good. He makes it look like something good. So let's see this quickly. Number one, inviting towards haram. In today's world, the most common thing in this is pornography. Online pornography. On the phones, on computers. I was reading a a research article which said that in the United States, children as young as 11 and 10 years old are exposed to pornography. 10 and 11 years old. Number one. Number two, they surveyed them in schools. And six out of 10, that is 60% of them, said that they watch a pornographic film at least once a week. Six out of ten. Now imagine what that is doing to the hearts and the souls. At a very basic uh, material level, pornography completely destroys your future married life. Believe me, there is enough and more research to prove this. You get pornography is a huge addiction, it's like a drug. Major addiction. And in pornography, there is huge violence. So it destroys you internally. Plus, it is something which completely destroys your actual married life. Because your mind is operating on a fantasy space. And your real life can be nothing like that. And it completely destroys your married life. And this is at a very material, I'm not even talking about Akhira and, and you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm talking about right here in this dunya. And of course, it is haram, it is the equivalent of zina, it is something which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, may Allah protect us, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can punish. Second big thing is drugs. Today we have made in this country 
in Canada, in a lot of European countries, recreational use of marijuana. This is an amazing thing, the creative use of language. Yeah, we call them wordsmiths. Every language has it. Every language has it. Wordsmiths. They make something which is bad look good. So recreational use of marijuana. You know, I have a big laugh at all those poor guys who got jailed. And some of them are sitting in jail till today in the 60s and 70s for exactly the same thing. For smoking marijuana. Right? The hippies. What, what smoking a joint is what? It's marijuana. Recreational use of marijuana. Now, now you make this legal. There are actually class action suits going on where they are saying that how come now those people are jailed and what about those people who spent time in prison for something which now you say is legal. So at that time what happened? So then and the counter argument is well, you know, in those days it was considered illegal, therefore they should be punished, which is nonsense. Because either something is good or it's not good. It can't be good today and bad tomorrow. This is the problem of man-made laws compared to the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is no change in the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is haram is haram. Interest is haram, pork is haram, addictions are haram, uh, you know, all kinds of uh, gambling is haram and, and alcohol and drugs. Doesn't, doesn't change, right? This is what is bad is bad. So inviting towards haram. Second thing is, makes haram look nice. Take, for example, you know, most of our social life, may Allah forgive us, what is our social life? Our social life is backbiting. Or talking all kinds of lying stuff. You know, you are talking about bad talking, this one, that one, so on. Uh, gossiping, uh, namima, riba, all this, right? Lying. Now this is, ghibat is so, it is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed Quran about this. In Surah Al-Hujurat, Allah said, this is like eating the flesh of your dead brother. Allah said, you feel disgusted with this. Something which is so serious that Allah reveals Quran is normal as far as we are concerned in our, in our groups and social life. Third thing is wasting of time. What is wasting of time? Xbox, gaming, right? Watching any sport, watching any sport, whether it is, uh, you know, you, you name it, watching of any sport. Now you might say, well, you know, this is bad. I, I'm making all nice things haram. No, I'm not making haram. I'm just telling you. Playing the sport, brilliant. Most welcome. Please play the sport. Great, wonderful thing. Why? I mean, it's a great thing. You should play the sport. Play it at a national level, international level. Fantastic. I mean, I, I'll sit in the, in the, in the uh, stands and I will cheer for you. But watching it, sitting in front of like our television, something like couch potato and watching that thing, all that will give you is a gut, nothing else. And your life is going down the drain. Three hours, four hours. Whether, you know, you, whatever, right? Wasting of time. And why is that bad? Because the first question on the day of judgment is about time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, what did you do with the life I gave you? What is life? Life is time. Life is a bunch of seconds. So what, what are we going to say? Yala, I was watching, uh, you know, what, what do you want to call it? Which one? <laughs> Super Bowl, right? Three hours of Super Bowl. And okay, so what happened to the Salatul Maghrib and Salatul Isha? No, no, I, I prayed Khada. 
is it even halal permissible to deliberately make a, a salah qada does it happen is it possible wasting of time fourth one something of less value compared to something of more value i, I gave this example the other day it was very simple example instead of praying in the in the masjid pray at home you get one one okay i didn't you didn't miss the prayer you got it you got one reward in the budget you would have got 27 times the reward now today when we talk about these things these are all you know just words right but remember my brothers and sisters one day we will stand before allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and on those scales my scales and your scales that 27 is going to really really count because one deed one deed is the difference between jannah and jahannam one deed just one hasana and this is 27 times the reward of for salah now why would you give it up i can understand if you are in school or college or something you can't come okay you can't come but, but when you can do it shaitan will say now shaitan knows he can't he can't make you miss the salah so he said no no pray here what is it matter is salah you are not missing it pray why should you go to the masjid right and the fifth one he makes haram look virtuous believe me all shirk and all bidat is based on this allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said qul hal nunabbiukum bil akhsarin a'mala in surah al-kahf in the, in the end allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said ya to anbiya said have you seen those people who whose deeds are are wasted they think they are doing good but they are doing evil when said umar ibn al-khattab radhiyallahu when he uh, went to jerusalem to take the keys after the conquest of jerusalem he saw sophronius and the bishop of uh, jerusalem and the other people they coming out of the church and said umar radhiyallahu had tears in his eyes so they said ya abir mu'min why are you crying he said look at these people he said look at these people i mean these are pious people these are good people These are people who think that they are pleasing Allah. I mean, why are they in the church? You know, why why are they not in a in a disco or a bar? They are in a church because they are worshiping. But what are they doing? They are coming in shirk. So, Shaitan, this is the thing with with, with bath. Like people are, for example, people go to go to graves. They go and make sujood to the grave. They go and make tawaf of the grave. They stand at the grave and they say, "Yeah, fulan bin fulan." This, this and that and the other and you know, I don't have a job get me a job right I need to be, I, I need to score a couple of uh, you know power dunks in my <laughs> so give me that huh? and the point is that this is what shaitan so now what is the cure against this the cure against this happens to people who have no knowledge who are ignorant the cure against this is to get knowledge basic fundamental knowledge of islam is very very important for us to learn that and systematically spend the time so seriously i want to close with this inshallah one of my khutab is on this so i'll talk about it in detail but especially for the parents please spend time with your children spend time with your children you cannot you cannot outsource this to somebody else this ca- the masjid the imam the maktab the sheikh the fulan the dekan all of these people will help you but the primary responsibility parenting is a contact sport parenting is for parents 
That is the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put Jannah under the feet of the mother. That's why Allah said the door of the, of the Jannah is, is the father. It's not for nothing. It's not because of biology. It's because of your role as a parent. Spend time with your children. Right? Get there. Today, we live in a country where after the age of 18, if your son or daughter wants to take drugs, you cannot stop them. They can smoke in your in the in front of your face and you cannot stop them. If you stop them, they call the police, the police will take you away. Because legally they have nothing, they are not doing anything wrong. Right? I'm not joking, I'm telling you this is this is the state. So what are you going to do? What you need to do is to work on them, not when they are 18. But from the time they are babies. Daily expire. This is where the maktab, the Sunday school, the halakat, the masjid, the jamaat, all of this is so, so important. That is why it's so important. It is your daily conditioning which goes in and goes in and goes in. So when the time comes for them to take a decision, they take the right decision. They don't take the wrong decision. You can't be policing them all the time. You can't be sitting behind your, your, your son or daughter all the time. What can you do? Even if you are there, I'm telling you, even if you are there in this country after the 18, you can't do anything. So don't let it get to that level. That's your responsibility. Be parenting is your primary responsibility. This is what you are accountable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for. So make sure you spend the time with your children, give them quality time, give them, give them the attention that they deserve, and then make a lot of dua for them. Cry for them in the night in tahajjud. Because the hearts are in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us and protect our children from all sorts of harm and all sorts of evil. And to be pleased with us and to make it easy for us. And to make us in standard bearers of Islam in, the, in, in, in society so people can look up to us as role models.